Welcome to IVCC's podcast. My name is Crystal Crady, the Administrative Assistant for Student Services. Today's podcast will discuss some common questions about transferring. I have an IVCC counselor, Valerie Calvetti, with Hello. me today. Hi, Valerie. Hi. Thank you for being my guest today. Oh, I am thrilled, Crystal. Thanks for asking. Well, let's start with a common question that students have a lot. Will their credits transfer? Oh, that's a loaded question, and I'm really glad we're starting with that one because there are some misperceptions I'd like to help clear up right from the beginning. So before I do that, maybe I better give you a little background to what's going on with transfer. This goes way back before many people were talking to today were born. In 1970, the Illinois Board of Higher Education passed a resolution. Basically, what happened was community colleges at that time partnered with the universities, and a transfer student was then seen as in good standing. What that means, if you completed an Associates of Arts degree or Associates of Science degree, you attain a junior standing at a university, and you meet the lower division general education requirements. Now, we can get more into that depending on how technical you want to be, but that's at all Illinois public universities. You become a junior, and then you've met your lower division general education requirements. That degree for us is 64. It could be about 60 to 64 credit hours. Then it's evolved again in about 1973. Both the Illinois Board of Higher Ed and the Illinois Community College Board passed something called the Illinois Articulation Act, which we lovingly refer to as IAI. That act was a statewide transfer agreement which took the core general education classes that we talked about in that first part with the associate's degree, which is approximately 37 to 41 credits from credit hours at Illinois Valley Community College, and that core is fully incorporated into the AA and AAS degree, and it transfers as a package, either as a standalone package or as a part of the degree. It is not a degree, it's a package of classes, so I just want to make sure that that's understood. So a student, you asked about if the classes transfer. If you take a course, course to course, from university to community college, no matter which university or community college, there are no guarantees. So that's why those two packages were established, both the core general education curriculum and the associate's degree, so that students were guaranteed that whatever they took wouldn't be heaped on by other requirements of the university. But when I say there are no guarantees, IVCC articulates. We have counselors that work directly with the university to be able to tell you exactly what this class will transfer as to a university. So that's how you find out if your credits transfer. You meet with a counselor or you go online. There are many tools online now, from transferology to individual universities where you can just pop in the class and find out what it goes in at the university you plan on attending. 
Was that a little complicated? <laughs> no, that was good. <laughs> it was a little dry, I <laughs> <laughs> And if they have a specific major here in the Counseling Center, we have um, guide sheets that say what the universities are looking for for them to take as elective courses before transferring. So that's helpful as well. But that, that does um, for most majors, not for all majors. So it's important to keep the lines of communication open so we can help you or we can connect you with a representative at the university who can help you with navigating that. So let me say that with the AA and AS degree, what happens is, so you have 64 credits, as I mentioned, with IVCC. Those credits, you just can't take this class and that class. It's, it's very well structured. And part of that 64 credits are the 37 to 41 general education requirements. Then the way you get to the 64 is based on your major and which university you're transferring to. The sooner you know that, the more seamlessly we can help you put together a plan that works for you. And briefly, within the AA and AS degrees, what are those some of those main categories that students have to choose from? Those are very well spelled out, again, both in the degree and in the package of classes. So the main categories would be communications, which would be English Composition 1 and 2, and speech. You need placement testing in order to take an English composition class or have your SAT, ACT scores, or other means to get into that class. And we can talk more about that individually. You also need a math class. So that's how the credits expand based on the math and sciences that you might take. If you take a calculus class, for example, that has far more credits. It has five credits compared to a statistics class, which is three credits. So a math class is required, a life and a physical science. We have three biologies, a global environment and ecology class, which is not a lab. We have a general lab biology and then a principles of biology, which is a lab. So a student is required to select one of those life science classes. In addition to that, there are options in physical science. So if you don't take your lab in the life science, a biology class, then you would select it in a physical science. Now those classes, math and sciences, are also dictated by your major, where you're transferring and what you're studying. Over and above the life and physical sciences, there are humanities and fine arts. You're required to take one humanities and one fine arts, three courses total for an associate of science and four for an associate of arts. And then there are social sciences. Those would be classes in oh, psychology, history, anthropology. You're required to take nine credit hours, three classes from at least two disciplines. And that is the core general education package. Thank you for explaining that. How can a student narrow down their college choices? Some of college choices is based on preference, um, your major. That's one way that you can narrow down. Another way is to visit the campus and to see if you resonate with that campus. And at this time with COVID-19, it's a little difficult to get out there, get on the road, and navigate through university campuses, especially as it ramps up and ramps down. But what I'm finding phenomenal is this year, universities are kind of waking up and moving more to offer virtual opportunities, which is wonderful. There's a much broader, much deeper breadth and exposure 
exposure than hopping in the car and traveling across the United States or up and down the state of Illinois. So at IVCC, we're going to have a virtual transfer day on October 8th. So I would suggest that students pay very close attention to their student email. I know it's difficult because there's a lot of information that comes through, and some students have a ten tendency excuse me, to just glance and they go, doesn't apply to me, and delete. But it's important that you do read your emails. In addition, for those of you who might be thinking about attending a private college or university, there's an organization called PICU, Private Illinois Colleges and Universities. And they're going to have a program virtually on October 15th. Again, it's important to pay attention to your email. Let me say, if you're not paying attention to your student email, at least forward it to the email you check most often so that you can stay up to date with things. I can't, again, emphasize how important that is, especially with COVID-19 and so many of our students learning remotely this semester. But we're always available in the Counseling Center. Just reach out, 815-224-0360, 224-0360, or email us, and we'd be happy to help you. And I think it's wonderful, as you mentioned, all these virtual fairs and visits that universities are doing. And beyond the two events that Valerie spoke of, there will be regular um, virtual college rep visits, too, from certain ones. And as she said, that'll be in your student email. Also, I think if they reach out, I think if they know what their major is and reach out to the department head and speak to them over the phone, I think that kind of helps too get a feel for how they feel about that campus. Oh, yes. And one of the wonderful things I think about being a transfer student is you have access usually to a transfer university rep that is there to help you. So you can talk to us, but then you can have confirmation in writing right from the university about your major and the classes that you'll need to take. And once you're finished with your core general education classes and requirements for your university, as I said, beyond the 37 to 41 credits, there are requirements, and that's how you fill in those 64 credits. Once you have those completed and you're ready to start your junior year, I think it's the university experience is so much more enjoyable because you're ready to hit the ground running and finally you feel like you can delve into your major and study what you've been waiting to study. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I think another part of that in the question you originally asked me is it's important to develop a game plan know what you want to do is one by picking your major narrowing down your university and researching the requirements and then developing a game plan how are you going to get to that point you don't just pick 16 transferable credits a semester to get to the 64. They have to be the right credits in the right semesters to make sure that you're able to complete your sequencing before you go of certain classes. Some classes are offered fall and spring only. If you're an engineering student, you would start in the spring with your physics, so it's important that calculus and other classes are done in the fall prior. So one thing I haven't mentioned is price comparison. When you meet with admissions representatives from university, they're, they're the front people. They're there to bring you on to their university campus. I think it's a good idea always to price compare. Check with financial aid to see what is your best package. Are they offering scholarships? What is the package that they're giving you? And then will that just be for one semester, two semesters, or will that be for the two years that you're there? Crunching the numbers can be a uh, big eye-openers for some students. So look into that and make sure you're getting the best 
uh, bang <laughs> for your buck. So let's say the student is ready to transfer, they know where they're going. What do they need to make sure that they are ready to send to the university? Well, one thing we didn't talk about is applying to the university. Universities have deadlines for application. It's not as if with a community college your uh, family members pay taxes in the district. So it's open enrollment. At a community college, with the exception of a few programs that have limited admission at IVCC, nursing, dental assisting, etc. But with the university, you have to want to apply to be accepted. And the way that you apply is based on the university you're attending. Some have rolling applications and some have deadlines for their applications. Some have priority applications. I think it's important that you check with the university or start to attend the sessions that you just talked about that we're going to have with different universities through IVCC. So those that's one thing. The next thing is your transcript. They're going to ask for your official transcript to be sent. You get that in the Office of Admissions and Records with IVCC or you can go log into your WebAdvisor account and get that generated through the Office of Admissions and Records. That will go to the university. Then when you're done with your semester, when you've either graduated or completed a summer session, you're going to send updated transcripts to the university so that they have the most up-to-date information to make their decision. Some universities will ask for personal statements. Some will ask for additional information. So not only do you have to have the right classes, you have to have the right grades, and then you uh, have to apply. Once those things are in place, then the university will let you know if you're admitted or you're not admitted. Another thing, I'm just going to keep going here. You better jump in. (laughs) (laughs) It's important that with your major and transfer that you're, uh, as I said earlier, developing a plan. When you had mentioned that they may need a personal statement or essay with their application, it made me think, too, that some universities require letters of recommendation, so that they should also be thinking of that now, which faculty members or counselors. Excellent point, Crystal. This is the time to be networking. The beauty of a community college is you have the opportunity to actually know your instructors, to spend time with your instructors, to become involved in community events because it is a community college. The more exclusive, by that I mean um, exclusivity in the terms of grade requirements, uh, narrow ability to get into the major, the more exclusive a major is, the more important is for a student to have activities service outside of the college experience. They're looking typically for students who are head and shoulders above other students. Grade point averages are a dime a dozen. There are a lot of bright students out there, a lot of students competing for limited slots. The more you show that you're a well-rounded student a giving student, a caring student, the more likely it is that you'll be looked at more seriously than the other student with a 4.0 GPA. And I think it's important too for um, students to think about really be involved with the, with the counselors here and understand the advising because you don't always get that 
hands-on help at a university. They might point you to your portal to see what your degree requirements are. So it's important to advocate for themselves and really understand the processes and where to go here so it'll help them when they do transfer on. Excellent point. That's an excellent point. We'll help you here. Absolutely. You have to reach out to us, though, because we don't know and we don't want to chase students around. You're an adult. You're doing your own thing. We trust that you know what you're doing. And if you need us, we'll reach out to us. I think one of the other benefits is the internet. There is so much information online. You just hit Dr. Google and you're on your way sometimes. <laughs> but then the information that you're searching, you want to make sure it's reliable and it's reputable and it's information that's useful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Valerie, for discussing the transfer process with me today. Sure. I, I also want to mention, Crystal, that yeah. the CDC, Center for Disease Controls, has a link within their uh, website for colleges, universities, and higher learning. And I recommend that it, during COVID-19, students look at those links. There's updated information all the time. Oh, and there's even things like guidance for student travel, what they recommend for college students, just to keep everybody safe and healthy. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Sure. This has been delightful. Thank you for asking the Counseling Center to join in. Yes, absolutely. Contact a counselor um, at 815-224-0360 to discuss any specific transfer questions that you have and start planning those next steps. Check out IDCC SoundCloud channel for additional podcasts, and if you have any suggestions, feel free to send me an email. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a delight. Take care. You too. Stay healthy.